Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. Happy. I'm so fucking happy. We are here. We're back. We're in the basement. I love it. Um, My baker's dozen bike, I think it's done. Like, I've got to do two nut inserts. Um, Maybe maybe no that's it that's i gotta do like two nut inserts for or something and then that bad boys it's i'm gonna i'm gonna maybe go on a test ride again maybe do a jay kane ride here in a couple weeks but i'm ready to put that thing on mothballs to the dozen uh, i'm so fucking excited everybody who's listens to this show uh heard my struggles last year how nothing fucking went right for me and now I I I'm, I won't lie. I had some hiccups in the road with putting this whole thing back together, but I was really convinced that it was cursed, like uh, Andy Stoughton's uh, Indigen bike. Hold on a second. Get my sip of coffee. Um, but ever since I fixed those seals, man, this thing's just been—it's getting better. I mean, I I love this bike. Uh, I think I've named it BB. Um. But yeah, dude, that the bike's just getting better the more I ride it. I was, you should have heard me on some of those back county roads in Minnesota when I was rolling at like 55 mile an hour and the temps were chilling at 340 degrees when I was 80 degrees out. I was just like, I was going up hills, 350. I was just fucking, and like, I'm not bragging. I'm just so, cause I love mopeds like that. Everybody knows this. I fucking love mopeds. Like it is, it makes me so happy to ride them, but like, I'm also a perfectionist and I'm not, and I was having this discussion with somebody the other day. I'm not the world's greatest tuner. I'll be the first one in a minute, but I know that feel I'm always looking for. And if I don't have that in a bike, it drives me nuts. Like I, fr- I'm that dog chasing the freaking car, like just going after it until I get it. And then I get it. And it's like, okay, next challenge. But also note, I got my grand prix running this week and then it stopped running. I think the, co- I think the high tension coil has uh, pooped out on me and that's all right because I found a hack from uh, a good old friend of mine, Mr. Kevin Knudsen, who kind of got me, who started me on this whole deal. I always say like Kevin's it's all Kevin's fault because he got the, he's a chainsaw guy, but we got the bikes running. And um, then Shane Johnson destroyed me because I rode his black 83 Hobbit, but he gave me a tip and I will share it with the audience if it works on this high tension coil. Um, but I won't say anything until then, but yeah, dude, like I'm like three weeks away, like Baker's dozen, like it's going to be organizing time. And like, I got a plan. It's all sticking with, the plan quote unquote that I had uh, back in January when I decided to take on this challenge again and timelines are working out, man. I'm freaking Jack. Um, but, and it's weird how things work out in life and how the puzzle pieces start coming back together. And I'm, I I'm rambling. Cause I, the more I think about it, the more excited I get. And I try try to be a humble person and not talk about not brag about my shit like that's one thing i try utmost to do um but i i'm in love with this bike like 
I love the way it looks. I love how dirty it is and how it's cool looking. Like I, I have, we all have our bikes, you know, some bikes we like, some bikes just work and some bikes like, eh, this one, like I fucking love it. Like it is me all wrapped into one. It's performance. It's dirt. It's function. It's ridiculousness. It's everything. I fucking love this bike. All right. Enough about me. I, oh, I love it. Like, I'm excited. Like, I am so excited about mopeds. Oh, my goodness. Um, I can't talk about it anymore because I'm getting myself rubbed up. And then I'm going to take away from my guest. My guest, I've heard his, I literally know nothing about him other than where he's from. Um, I've heard his name kicked around. Just like, I got this from him or I got this from him. And that's it. Like, that's it. So, that's the thing I love about doing this podcast. I go back and forth with it. Sometimes I don't want to do it anymore. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? We're done. I'm just kind of, I'm kind of over it. It's whatever. But then I get to meet new people. And with that as a lead in, I'm going to have my guest introduce himself now. Uh, hello. Uh, my name is Ryan and I live in New Orleans, Louisiana. Right on, right on. Um, I'm... I found out about who you are um, by Greg from the the proprietor of Moped Brothers, um, Greg Clark, and he uh, said he yeah. bought he bought a derby from Ryan Nash. So, and I heard somebody else get a bike from Ryan Nash, and like I'm like, you know what, dude? Awesome! I want to find out because a I was down in New Orleans for the last Halloween ride, and I fell in love with that city. Like, and I, you don't know, I, you, I always assume nobody knows anything about me. Like, Ryan, I don't drink. I love to, I love to get out and cut loose, party and stuff like that. Like a little bit like Jason uh, from Richmond Black Black, but like mm-hmm. I'm a drunk, so like I do the whole twelve step thing. I, I, I've been sober for years, but like. Yeah, dude. And I still can be around it. I love it. Like that city has got a soul to it unlike any other. Um, and, and I love to find out more about the moped people in New Orleans. So here, Ryan, here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we go through people's moped journeys, i.e. the very first time they ever saw a moped, you know, the smile <laughs> ride to middle part of the journey was like today. So, Ryan, let me ask you this. What's the very first memory you ever have a moped not necessarily getting on but like you can conceptually know that's a moped i don't think i ever really saw a moped until i was living in denver and this was gosh i don't know maybe 2008 i lived there for quite a while quite a few years right on um but like i said i had i kind of seen them around and it it was just kind of random and there was just a point where I was like, I'm kind of interested. I want to get a moped. And so I didn't know any moped people. Um, I come from like a train riding, like punk background. And so I just kind of like looked on Craigslist, found a a moped, had no idea what to do with it. Uh, It was a Peugeot 102. Okay. Um, so that's I'm very ignorant on the Peugeot side. That's a um, single speed, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've I've never owned. Well, I, I've owned a TSM since then, but I haven't really messed with Peugeot since. Um, I had a terrible time with it because I didn't know any moped people, and 
Um, I can tell you a funny story about it is the whole time I had it, it had a leaky petcock, but I never knew that until like a few years later. I thought nice. the frame was cracked and my, you know, my, I, I didn't know anything about mopeds. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't mechanically inclined at the time. And so what did I do? I just went and bought some JB Well and just slathered it all over the frame because I thought the frame was cracked. Perfect. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So I, I ruined a perfectly, I mean, it was, it was a very nice moped, uh, but I ruined a perfectly nice frame. And then eventually it just stopped running and I didn't really know how to fix it. And I, I, I uh, sold it to Beth in St. Louis. She used to, she used to be an um, IRE. It ran earlier, I believe was the yeah. moped. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my first moped. But I remember riding it and like this, like when I went and to pick it up, and you know, I, it was it was fun. I yeah. definitely felt like I was going like eighty miles an hour, and I was only going like twenty. So mm-hmm. yeah, but, definitely, definitely, dude. Yeah. Um, so that was your first time you really rode it was the Smile Ride. That was my first Smile Ride, my first moped. Um, and then you know, since then I've probably had. I don't know, <laughs> hundreds of notepads. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you had that one or two, you rode it around, it sounds like, and you did weren't mechanically inclined. Um did you like you you're a trained kid, punk rock I'm guessing punk punk rock gutter gutter punk kid, guessing. And I and I don't yeah. mean to like throw that like, dude, I'm I'm a punk, old punk kid myself, so like I'm yeah. not trying to like throw a label on you, if you will, but like No, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Um we're describing this for the podcast world. Um, did you have a dog though? That's my question. I never, never had a dog. I okay. was actually uh, a pretty fairly put together train kid. Okay. Cause so. they always have dogs and I, that's the thing I never yeah. understand. I'm just like, all right, dude, rock and roll. Sorry. My side yeah. tangents. It's what I do. Um, <laughs> so you had that one or two, um, you said you sold it to, uh, uh, Beth in St. Louis. What, at what point did you acquire another bike then? Because like you said, you kind of got sick of it. It sounds like you got, it didn't work and you didn't understand how to make it going. Did you, was there a tr- point where you just said, I'm going to keep this and get another one? Or how did that transition kind of, how did, I'm wondering is, how did the addiction really kind of sink its fangs into you? Um, okay, so I'll tell you now. Um, so I was living, I think it was like 36 in Madison in, in Northeast Denver and I'm, I'm a little kind of like foggy on the whole thing. It's been, a, it's been a long time. Dude, don't worry. But like, yeah, I remember talking about Mopez with someone and they were like, Oh, do you know, Jono? And he, apparently he lived like just a couple blocks down from me. And I was like, now who's that? And he was like, Oh, he has this Moped club called black, black and has this place called shred shed and i was like okay cool well i'll check it out so i went so i i eventually went down there and i i was talking with jono and i was just like wow this is crazy like they were like rowdy ass motherfuckers like Mm. i was not used to that (laughs) and (laughs) eventually like got a hobbit from from jono um i think what did i pay like 350 bucks something like the 400 bucks I, I don't remember it was pretty cheap and i remember like riding it down the block near my house mm-hmm. and the subframe was just like so wobbly 
And this is kind of when I like figured out that I had to start learning how to work on my own bikes. Um, and the, the, uh, the, like the subframe, like motor mount bolt or whatever was mm -hmm. like totally loose and like almost about to fall out. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I like to think I know what I'm doing and like, I can get excited sometimes when I'm putting a bike together and I just want to kick it over. And I always, I always look at that though, like to make sure I put the nut on that motor oh, yeah. bolt because yeah, it's, it's definitely best to, to go over things. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely had some mistakes. Um, but yeah, I mean the Hobbit was kind of it. And then, you know, I, I kitted it, I seized it. I had the pipe fall off. I ran over the pipe, car ran over the pipe, you know, it, it was a fun bike. Um, and then eventually, um, my friend, Sean, who, I don't think he's part of black black anymore. Um, but he moved to, um, to Denver and was like living, I had this trailer in my backyard and he was living in this trailer. And then he kind of like was into mopeds or I'm kind of forgetting if like he got me into mopeds via Jono. I know that something like that, but he ended up being part of black black. And, um, I just remember going on a lot of rides and just like hanging out with, uh, like Willie, Jono, Connor, I don't know, Ian, all these older black, black people. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they moved into like a larger warehouse and they had like a half pipe in it. It was like crazy and just parties all the time. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. It was a good time. And it's weird not to talk about myself too much, but how close I got to some, like, I'm pretty sure I met AJ from Black Black before he was in Black Black. Like, yeah, you, you probably asked because I think he's from your area. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and, like, I, it, I, it doesn't matter. But, like, I'm pretty sure I met him and uh, Derek from formerly a KFC and Buffalo Boys. Oh. Like, I'm pretty sure there was a thing. I met him one night at uh, What's Up Lounge, a uh, punk rock venue i guess that's somewhat famous somebody told me i don't know like okay. um yeah dude so like it's just weird how and it was literally the time i had picked up two hobbits and then just kind of put them into storage for 10 years more or less so okay. yeah it's just weird the moped world is a strange funny small place is what it is it really is <laughs> yeah well it's like dude we're all crazy we're all crazy like and nobody's better than anybody like that's one thing like Dude, if you're into these things, you're fucking nuts, okay? Because these are dumb children's toys, and I absolutely love them. So, like, yeah. yeah. I, I can't even begin to fathom, like, how much money I've spent on mopeds. I mean, oh, it's, it's I, I the running joke, fun. dude. You <laughs> never look at your treats uh, high score. You never look yeah. at that. And let alone, like, Dose or Denny's or eBay or any of those other vendors will use like never look at that like never yeah. look at your yeah never like you and me both my guy like i'm not nearly into as long as you but like over the last three years i feel like i probably paid a bill or two a light bill or two at treatland like <laughs> oh, a light bill or two shit i've probably bought a few cars yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah dude so you're bumming around denver um around uh, in this 2010 we'll say whatever like yeah i don't, I don't remember the year yeah it's not, not that i'm not that hard set on deadlines because otherwise i'd you'd fucking own me. no i'm just fucking with yeah you. um <laughs> so you bum around denver 
what are you just riding stock you said you had that one hobbit you said with a pipe but like are they pretty much are they primarily stock bikes you guys are rolling around in are you getting into like trying to find the performance kits or port and stuff or like what's that scene kind of looking like oh uh everything was kitted okay um i mean i remember jono had like I think he was like one of the first people maybe in the U.S. to have like the Mycotech clutch pulley and all this stuff, like fancy shit on a T. He had like a TSM for a long time and it was, you know, everyone kind of like worshipped him almost like, mm-hmm. oh, John's got the TSM. And, you know, he got this nice T- TSM and then like spray painted it black. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I love those guys. And, but yeah, I mean, mo- most of the bikes were kitted. Um, okay. Riding on how a about, stock. How about Denver, you, though? How about kitted. you? Like when do you, what was, do you remember your first kit you bought and for what bike? Yeah. The first kit I bought was probably for the the Hobbit. It was, it was a DR kit. Okay. Right yeah. On. Yeah. I had a DR kit and a promo pipe and like, a, I think I had like a fast arrow variator for it and like a 21 Melosi PHBG kit. Right on. Um, yeah. Did you go first. carbon fiber reeds or do you file or what yeah. did you do for Yeah, I did the boys and reeds and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. File out that uh reed block. I don't know if I ever did that. No. Dude, that I'm I'm gonna let anybody okay, so and th- we're just having a conversation along telling your story. Like everybody around here says I have fast bikes, quote unquote. I don't think they're fast. Like I have quick bikes, like wanna know a trick to get in a hobbit real quick? You take that boys and read, you look at it, you file out that read block till you're, it's just kissing the outside of the boys and reads. And that thing will make it rip off the line. Like, okay. And that's all just MA stuff. Like I saw people like 10 years ago, like doing that, like making their own, like taking the PA ones and like just doing the single read, but a huge one. And like, I'm not gutsy enough to do that. But I'm like, well, I can, I can file, I own files, I own Dremels, like make it all square. And like, yeah, the whole, um, closing the rear pulley up, that was just common sense to me hanging around snowmobiles. Like, oh, if, if I, if I, uh, sand those, uh, rivets down, it'll close that rear pulley up tighter and I'll have a better launch. Like that's common. I don't know. Like, cause I grew up around two cycles i grew up racing go-karts i grew up out in the country in southern minnesota so like we're you know drinking beers doing crazy shit dude like playing with shotguns you know yeah dude like (laughs) i don't drink it like i said after four minors and a dwi and the the southern minnesota community police officers all basically said mr henry we don't think you can handle this. I took a listen to him finally, but well, I'll shut up. I'll shut up about me and we'll talk about you. But you had that. I, I just love hobbits, dude. Like that was, I got on a variated bike and that was it for me, dude. Like you can see in my background, like I have a pook that I'm going to build at some point And I got an 83 that uh, young Garrett from the casserolers. Um, he sent me the ad. I paid 150 bucks for it. I took it out of a shed, just like li- basically falling over. So it's 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 background noise for us um but you got you got your hobbit you got that like what you're hanging around black black people and all that stuff like are you getting to the outside moped world at this point other than denver are you doing i'm when i mean that like 
are rallies a thing? Are barbecues a thing? Are you even looking at that at this point? Yeah, I mean, they were having, they had a few rallies in Denver. Um, I don't think I went to a rally. I, I'm trying to remember my first rally. I want to say it was, I, I can't even remember it. It was probably Denver is my guess. It was probably some, a Denver rally, but yeah, I mean, they were, you know, they were having rallies and they were hanging out, having barbecues. And I wasn't a part of Black Black at that time. I eventually became a Black Black member. Um, but I, I didn't become Black. I didn't become part of Black Black until after I had left Denver, actually. So, oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had, and I'm going to regurgitate some old information because I don't, because you are an old head and I don't expect you to pay attention to anything I've done. So, audience, bear with me. I um, learned about the Mopec community when Braptails rolled by my house in St. Paul one Saturday morning. Oh, okay. I, had, I had these two hobbits in my garage that I, the week before my friend uh, Kevin, who taught me about that uh, high tension coil trick I need to try, uh, we got them running. And then okay. like the, it was kismet, dude, the fucking, I had like 30 mopeds on a morning ride, like roll by my house. I'm like, those are like mine, but they're nothing like mine, dude. Like, yeah, I thought that was pretty eye opening. Oh my God. Like I was terrified of my ex-wife. So like we cleaned the house <laughs> and then I figured out what was going on and I ended up going to, going to the raffle and stuff like that, hanging out for a little bit. So yeah, dude, that's, yeah, yeah. that's kind of what ruined it for me. But like, what was your, like, do you remember the first time you going out of town for a rally? Like you kind of, um, I, Man, I don't even really remember because so I've kind of I've like quit messed with mopeds in a in a couple different cities and mm-hmm. like from Denver I, I I moved to Missouri um at, in like Kansas and so I did a lot of rallies like I went to a lot of rallies in like St. Louis and yeah um Columbia, Missouri, uh MMP mid mopeds, they're like the coolest dudes, chillest small mm-hmm. moped club. Um but I wanna say like the first bigger rally that i went to is probably a, a, either st louis or i went back to denver for a rally mm-hmm. so and what uh, was that experience like like riding with more than like 20 people like what was that for you like because for all of us especially going to your first big rally like dude it's fucking the greatest thing ever yeah i mean i was kind of used to riding with a lot of people because at the time there was a lot of people in the moped community in denver mm-hmm. um i mean like a, a normal ride could be it could have been like 20 30 people yeah and that honestly dude not to like humble break or anything that's minneapolis like dude we'll get like we'll get on a good night 30 35 oh, okay. on, a, yeah. on a poor night it's 10 like okay. so like um, they're thursdays i'll put this and i i'm bad at attending this year but like i'll put minneapolis for weekly ride up against any any city in the nation right now like they're what the casserolers have done with their organization of ride nights like thumbs up man they yeah. did they've done a great job yeah i've definitely been able to like take a back seat and kind of watch the casserolers uh become a big thing so yeah that's, yeah that's neat. um as far as my first rally with all the people. Um, I mean, it was, it was intimidating for sure. I mean, I still didn't really know that much about mopeds. I was still learning and 
there was a lot of people with like super fast bikes and there was all these clicks and like, I've always had a problem kind of like fitting in with, um, people and I eventually did. It took me quite a few years, but, um, quite a few years and a lot of making some pretty fast bikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was intimidating, but I had, I mean, I had a good time. I've, I've never like, basically when I left Denver, I really haven't been much of a drinker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really, I rarely drink in New mm-hmm. Orleans. I mean, we can talk about that a little bit later, like the drinking culture and methods, but, um, for me, for me, I don't know, like, and again, we're just chit chatting, like, it doesn't bother me, like me being a alcoholic, all that stuff, sober 20 years, like I was a drum tech for a halfway known me- new metal band. And like, that was terrible. Like, we'll just say like, I hopped a flight one time because I refused to watch my friends kill themselves anymore is basically what I told them. Like, we're talking hard, 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 hard drugs. And like one of them died because of OD and that type of stuff. So like being around mopeds, like having some fun and some party favors now and again, dude, rock on. People want to cut loose on the weekend. No big deal. Like that's, I'm not here to judge anybody or any of their use. Cause it's not me. And like, yeah, that that's how I deal with it. Like, I don't know. Um, I guess I have a, slightly different uh stance on it i'm really not at this stage in my life i actually am not really involved in mo- any moped community okay um, you know i've, I've been in a been in hot, hot and ready's i've been in mmp in missouri and i've been in mm-hmm. mono i was a mono member for a while but i'm just not much of a drinker these days and i i don't really i don't really enjoy seeing my friends get drunk and ride mopeds yeah. So. No, and I and I I hear you a hundred percent on that. Like I have some of my and I'm not gonna like name drop just because I'm not gonna be that guy. Like some of my better moped friends, like they'll cut loose pretty hard, but I'll give that like bad, like they can't talk, they drink so heavy, but like yeah. they're not irresponsible about it i haven't seen them get out try to ride a moped about that like i i try to be the best friend i can be and allow people to live their life the way they are but like if i see you potentially are going to injure yourself or others that's when i will jump in and say no yeah and i I think that's kind of like where i'm at with it is Mm -hmm. i yeah, I just don't like to see my friends ride mopeds wasted and like potentially kill themselves or yeah. hurt someone else. So, and I think you, Ryan, I believe you. I know you came in at a different time, like where kids were twenty and doing that stuff, and they're indestructible. And now we're all a little bit older and maybe a little bit wiser, maybe a little bit, not much, but like <laughs> people, people will still have a couple beers and like take off and go ride. But like, I don't see anybody dangerous like at least that's been my kind of little sample of the moped culture like you know i guess it's it's been it's been a few years since i've really been involved so you know maybe things have kind of like calmed down a little bit or and i culture so and for me like people around here know and a little bit on like obviously the national scene because of this but like people know jim doesn't drink but he can be around it. And same with like Jason Thompson from Moped Monday. Yep. Like he's straight edge, never drank. So yeah. like, it's the same thing. Like, dude, 
I want people to enjoy themselves, but I want them to like not die either. So I don't know. I mean, have you ever heard? Have you know one person you should really talk to is Mike Berry. You ever heard of his name? I've heard the name kicked around, and like I think I maybe reached out to him early days in the podcast when nobody knew me, good or bad. Like, and I always tell people like, especially if they're like, "Who are you?" and I'm like, "You might have heard about me. Everything's true." The good and the bad. Like, I mean, it's... yeah, you kind of remind me of him because he is, you know, he's he's straight edge and sober and stuff. So you have to. I think if you're going to be a part of society and um, live the lifestyle that I have to live, so you have to have kind of a zen levity about it and allow people. Because, like, dude, if I could drink, I would do it every goddamn day of my life. But like, I don't go to, <laughs> that's a old, that's an old 12 step joke, dude. I'd do it every fucking day if I could drink. Um, but like, I just know I can't dude. And like for me and mopeds, I, I get shit about this, but like, and you, you felt this, everybody's felt this, like you get the bike tuned right. And the temperature's right, dude. And like, there's that moment where the fucking everything is just perfect and you're in sync. I call it touching the sky, dude. Like. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely know, I know that feeling for sure. Everybody knows it. And like, I get the shit. Taste on it. It's yeah. like a, it's like a drug. It's a drug, you know. It's- it is. It totally is, dude. I have fucking sold out. Like, and I, I just had. I was in town in um, St. Paul this weekend, and I haven't been in town in like four years. Like, I think one year during the shutdown, I was. But like, they had this huge like twelve step convention, and like. I talked to, I saw a bunch of people I hadn't seen like five, six, seven years. And they're like, dude, we've been following your stuff. Like that's fucking rad. You're doing that. And I'm like, I just needed something else in life. Cause I, I, I spent, I need a balance and like mopeds have taken over a lot of it, but like, that's another huge part of my life that I get to, you know, volunteer and give back. And like, yeah, mopeds, I always tell people, I don't understand how humans work. I'm a social delinquent, but I understand how to make a bike work and like they they're a puzzle piece that I can figure out people. I'll never figure out. I'll always be weird to them. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely like became much more mechanical and I have, you know, I'm sure you've heard the, the, the phrase like mopeds are in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for me, they did. Yeah. Um, they really did. Like I have a very addictive personality and when I get into something, I like super, like really super get into it yeah. and it's an issue. I spent a lot of money. I actually, uh, messed up quite a few relationships. I ended up, I kind of messed up my, my marriage, uh, with mopeds and my marriage was over, but like, yeah, like yeah. I got into mopeds and like, I got happy and she like, I almost died, dude. Like you, like I said, we're just talking to his buddies right now. Like I went to go get a 16 year medallion for in my 12 step program and a car hit me, shattered my femur, tore that, tore my aorta, my heart collapsed along. Yeah, dude. Like I'm in pain every day and I will be for the rest of my life. I mean, it's not bad, but like I'm used to it at this point, but I still ride. Like I still, I still chase speed. Like I'm stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's just, I, I, I just spent a, a lot of time with mopeds and just like focusing on mopeds and not like really cultivating like strong relationships with people and like friendships. And, um, you know, and I didn't really spend a lot of time with my family and 
So I don't know. With that being said, I do have some mopeds now. I started, I kind of like had a dry spell and started recently buying a few mopeds. You so. needed a break, dude. Yeah, I definitely needed a break. I also am very busy these days. I started a nursery a few years ago. Okay. So I sell plants online. Um, But I have a really, really big nursery in Holy Cross, Lower Ninth Ward, New Orleans. And um, I don't really have time to mess with mopeds, but I do have like a C5, a Derby. Nice. And I have a Derby uh, Start 5. And I have a I have to get it down here, but I bought this guy, John Servini on Moped Army. I bought his uh, Bat of a Scrim Pre. What color? It's blue. Okay. I've, yeah. I've got a gold one last year. Um, I'll yeah. send you a link. You can hear about how there's this guy out of St. Paul, Lee Pinkerton, who's just tearing it up on the E50 game. Like, he's doing some pre-rad shit. Like, him and I went out east uh Go snig uh, two Grand Prix, a Mondial, a GL10, and a Modvacane. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I'll like everybody's heard that who's listening to the show. I'll send you the thing. I we did a wrap up. It was we did that from Minnesota to basically Boston and back in three days. Okay. Yeah, that was fucking driving. But um, we'll ride. We'll rewind a little bit. Like I'm not gonna let you get away this quick. Um, so you moved to you you moved to Missouri, and yeah. um what what was it like jumping from denver to missouri like moped scene wise did you bring a lot of stuff mopeds with you or was it just kind of like yeah i'm gonna float over here now or like how did that progression happen what did i have with me i had because i'll say this and not to interrupt you but like i fucking love riding mopeds in kansas city like yeah from the casserolers like i go down there and like she takes me all over that city and she doesn't know where good burritos are but i do but that's okay <laughs> that's my uh, thing i gotta go to a city and i gotta eat your burritos because i love burritos did you eat burritos when you came to new Orleans? i didn't i kept eating poor boys and i'm sorry guys i don't like poor boys like i've had them before like <laughs> it's just a lot of bread and a little bit of sauce and this like you, i mean you gotta go to the good places I went to parasols. I don't know. Like uh, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, if I come down this year, I'm going to have to hook up with you and you're going to have to show me. Okay. Holler. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah but like, I don't know. It's just so much damn bread. Like that's the thing. I'm like, I like bread. Don't get me wrong, but it's like 90. Yeah. They call poor boy for a reason. Cause it's filling. I get it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So you asked me about Missouri. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I moved there. I had a, a poop maxi. And I had like a Gila kit on it and it was like super fast and super fun. And um, I had met the MMP crew, mid, uh, mid mopeds, mid Missouri mopeds. Um, they had came to a Denver rally and that's kind of how I met them. Um, but I ended up moving to Columbia, Missouri, where like, kind of where they're based, um, simply because like my girlfriend at the time was from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up there and those dudes were like the most welcoming people, super friendly, just amazing. Um, I learned a lot. They were just great. They just, I, I can't speak any high, you know, higher of them. They're yeah. amazing guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, they had a, like a small 
rally every year and it would get like 50, 100 people. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. I mean, there were some great rides around Columbia. Like once you get, once you get outside of the city, you know, it's basically country. Yeah. yeah. I never, I just have dabbled in Missouri a little bit. I've never really spent any real time in Missouri. Like I keep on hearing how cool the roughing rallies were and like that stuff. And like, <laughs> it, I think, I think there's going to be a Renaissance here in the next, you know, 18 months with some new clubs coming up and like some, uh, some of the old heads like popping back up because you know, dude, you can't get away from this. Uh, if you loved mopeds, you can't ever get away from them. They suck yeah. you back in. It's true. <laughs> it is true. But, you know, you just have to learn to balance. Maybe, yeah, there's got to be a, a, a nice balance to it. And that, that was always my, my problem. I was always buying and selling the bikes, like, basically within a month or two. Mm-hmm. I was just always, I'd waste all my money, hit a bike out, like, make it all crazy, and then just, like, lose money on it, selling it yeah. to, like, buy the new thing. And so I, Mopeds you know, I lost- are a zero-sum game. Like any, yeah. I always, I say this all the time. Anybody who could make a living selling mopeds, awesome, good for you. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Missouri, Missouri, Missouri was great. Those ruffians rallies were awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um. Then how did you said you moved uh, Missouri? You went. Uh, where'd you go? Where'd you end up from there? Like. From Missouri, actually, so I was in Missouri for a few years, like maybe four, four, five years. And then I um, actually was, I was managing like a cookie delivery store. Right on. It was really, had kind of just like destroyed my soul and like <laughs> my passion for anything. Okay. Uh, I work all the time. Yeah. And so I was in at a Ruffians Rally actually in St. Louis and um I met someone there and I think you actually had her on a podcast and we ended up dating and moving to Memphis and living mm-hmm. with, uh, Jason from the pushers. Um, so I was in Memphis for a few years before I came to New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah. Um, you did, you went, to, uh, how'd you get to New Orleans? Were you one of these people they went to a New Orleans rally and never left because that was that's always a joke you hear from people like you have to leave. Like, I yeah, I've always heard that. I was not one of those people, thankfully. Okay. Um, no, and truthfully, like I had never really been to New Orleans until um, I want to say like the first time I came to New Orleans was when I did a pin, pinball run actually from Minneapolis to New Orleans and. Um, Okay, we're gonna hit the brakes. We're gonna hit the brakes since you're. I always love to talk about people's pinballs or um, Baker's dozen experiences. Um, was that your first uh, pinball, or were you a part of the first first crew who did it as well? That was so. That was like the second overall. That was the second one. Second but like, one. was that your first or? That was my first, and I I didn't actually ride a bike. I just did chase uh, for Chad Burr. Okay. Um. Which was fun, you know. It was a, it was, a, it was a great time. Yeah. And yeah. It was just lots of driving <laughs> and driving slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember Chad like we went through St. Louis, and he was like his GPS took him on. I mean, his bike was going like thirty five, and his GPS took him on I seventy. 
Nice. Um, <laughs> and so we're like following behind him. And it was like, it was, I want to say it was dark. It was very scary. Yeah. You know, yeah are flying around him. He's on the interstate going 30 or whatever he is. Yeah. And, um, but that's kind of like the most memorable moment for me mm-hmm. from pinball. But yeah, that that's was the a- first time I came to New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, that's always um interesting. The first time you mistakenly get on the interstate on a moped, and yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> especially if you're going thirty. Like the few times I've done it, I've been on fast bikes, so it's like exit on, exit off. But like, yeah, that's always a, it's always a pucker factor of like at least was, eight the first time. Yeah, I mean, I think he went six or seven miles. Oh Jesus it was, Christ! It was dude. not yeah. a short trip on the interstate. Put it that way. um yeah well where were we you're asking me pinball first time to new orleans moving to new orleans um Uh, yes okay so i moved to new orleans um actually it really wasn't moped related um Mm -hmm. i was getting out of that relationship and so i moved to new orleans because i had an old friend from when i had lived in kansas like way back in the day um and Mm -hmm. so i just crashed on her couch and then was this a uh, moped person or no, this is not no no okay. not a moped person just like someone i was friends with yeah uh, and then you know i also knew the mono people from mopeds you know yep coming down to uh new orleans for the mm-hmm. pinball um but yeah and so i met up with them and this was like when parasols was like super rowdy yeah um, it's much different now um and i lived over in that neighborhood too uh it was a lot of fun Dude, those roads are fucking yeah. insane. Like how bad <laughs> they are. Like when I was, and I'm sure it's been different, but like, oh my goodness. Like I've been on minimum maintenance roads in the Midwest that are better than those. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen some people come here for rallies and like destroy a mag wheel, you know, just like yeah. shatter. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when you when you're here, you like you you get used to where all the potholes are. Like it's kind of mus- it's a, it's like muscle memory. Yep, uh, and there's like a a saying like people that are going around the potholes or like sober or something like that. I, don't, I forget the saying. No, dude, I loved riding there because just how if there is such a thing as technical riding in mopeds, it's a real technical city. Like you have yeah. to be on your shit. Like, and that's what I I enjoyed it, dude. And I was on uh, my buddy Mark from Raleigh, like. Just have I just asked him, I go, dude, can you bring me a bike if I fly in? Yeah, okay. I'm like, awesome. And like he brought me a Z A Maxi Z A that did forty ish. And like it was yeah, fun time, dude. Yeah, New Orleans is uh it's not an e- easy city to navigate if you've never really been no, here. Not one difficult. bit. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of roads that just like turn into other roads and like go a different direction and you'll be going one way and then you'll hit an intersection and the sh- street that you're on becomes a one way or the other direction and you're like what um, but see the thing about it is ryan i live in st paul and that was an old city that was built by stubborn irishmen who wouldn't give up their right away or anything like that so i understand crazy roads and st paul is not that crazy compared to new orleans so like minneapolis people get they'd pull their hair out being over there in their grid system and all that <laughs> yeah um but you so you end up in new orleans like what like 
how was it collecting bikes down there like it seems like you're a scooter guy i mean derby guy i'm sorry ryan i'm sorry like <laughs> no offense Nathan. no, no. Uh, dude they're they're just too well built they're not a moped anymore <laughs> um how, so how is it collecting bikes down here well it's it's pretty difficult because you know it there's basically no bikes that really come up for sale that mm -hmm. somebody hasn't owned before and Usually they're like all shitted up or broken or whatever. Um, I'm not big into projects anymore, so I don't really touch them. Um, but whenever I bought mopeds when I was here, I generally had them like brought in via like U ship from mm -hmm. other from other states and cities. So yeah, but I mean, people do drive from New Orleans to go pick up bikes. Like usually, they, I know a lot of people drive to like Dose and stuff. Just because yeah. it's like a seven hour drive, six, six, seven hour drive. See, I'm just geographic. I can always get to where I need to be, but like where things are relevant to anything, I'm just dumb. Like yeah. I didn't realize um, Atlanta was that close. I feel like it was 10 hours for some reason. I don't know. Like, no, that's not, that's not too bad. You can get there and you can get there and back in a day if you really wanted to. And you got to well, drink like, your coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's a bunch of people from NOLA that showed up at Nat for the Nashville rally and they said it yeah. wasn't, it was like a seven hour drive. If that, and I'm like, it just, yeah. yeah, that was, that was rad to see all those cats make it up there. Um, how many times we'll flashback here a little bit. How many times have you done pinball or bakers? Uh, just, just that one. Okay. And one and yeah. done. That was good. enough for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I never, never had any interest in, um, actually riding. Mm -hmm. um i get like my back starts hurting and my arms and wrists i, I wouldn't be able to do it so okay yeah. sounds like you just haven't pushed no i'm just messing with you <laughs> sounds like i'm old <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's what i'm i'm getting into yoga right now because that i lie everybody i i it's a running joke and me and some of my uh non-moped friends we've talked about getting into yoga for the better part of 20 years like next week we'll start okay yeah yeah <laughs> give it a shot Oh, dude, it's a great thing. Like, I just am not disciplined when it comes to doing. I get to the gym a couple times a week, if that. Um, yeah. So, like, you talk about some of the clubs you've been in. Are you just the likable guy that is able to get in? Or, like, and no, dude, I don't need, I don't, like I said, I don't know anything about you. So, we don't need to start, like, yeah. shit talking by any means. I'm no, sorry, I'm everybody. People <laughs> always give me crap on the show. Yeah. Why did you get in the dirt? Because there's enough fucking dirt out there in the world. I don't care to be a part of it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, very, very truly. Uh, I really don't want to talk shit on anyone. So, I'm not, I'm not okay. going to. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know if I would say I was, like, likable by any means. Like, people like me, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting down on myself. But I did really, like, understand how to tune bikes. And I think that people did benefit from that mm -hmm. aspect of having me, like, around. Because mm -hmm. I, like, to work on people's bikes and tune. And, um, I, you know, I feel like I was pretty good at it. So... That was I think you probably good. still are. You're talking like you're dead, dude. Come on now. <laughs> I was. Uh, probably a little rusty. <laughs> that stuff always comes back. That's like yeah. riding a bike, dude. Like if you know, if you understand the feel you're looking for, you you can get back there. I know you can. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I can for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, hot hot and ready was like I never lived in Chicago. It was kind of like 
I was friends with a lot of the Hot and Ready's members, and so I just kind of became like uh, honorary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I decided to uh, leave Hot and Ready's, and I was kind of just like retired for a while, and then I became a mono member when I moved here, and I was mono for I don't know two years, something like that. Um, and then I, you know, there was some drama and I, I did retire, Uh, but I still appreciate it. And I see, I see, I see people riding mopeds around in in town and I do go to the shop occasionally with, uh, you know, I'll go meet up with like Chris from smog squad. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's one of my closer friends. So dude, Chris is a rad cat. Like I met him a few (laughs) times. Like I like that boy. Yeah, he's a wild ass. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually worked with him. He actually, he actually. Funny story about Chris is here. He actually got me a job at a garden center, and that's mm-hmm. how I got in the plants. Mm. Um, and then I eventually, you know, started my own thing. So, uh, but yeah, Chris is a good guy. You guys would hate my front flower bed right now because it is like a weed bed, and I keep on telling myself I'm gonna go through it. Uh, but I gotta go work on mopeds. So I'm out. Like, <laughs> well, I don't deal with flowers. I deal with houseplants. Ah, uh, dude, I would probably forget about those guys. Um, <laughs> a lot of people do. That's why I'm in business. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep selling new ones, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, you talked about how you had to kind of step back and take a break, and now mopeds are kind of sucking you in a little bit but not as much because you're busy with your business but they'll suck yeah. you in um what what's your riding like these days like are you are you just kind of are you not right now or you just like got the bikes and they're kind of calling you slowly to go uh, ride or so my riding is is non-existent mm-hmm. it's i mean to be honest uh you know i have the c5 i actually sold it to jason in memphis he still has to come get it so I don't really ride that. It's at my, it's at, it's at, it's in my warehouse. Um, but the, my Revo, you know, I'll go out to my shed and fire it up uh, every few weeks and kind of just like listen to it run. Truthfully, I put a cranks pipe on it. When was this? October, maybe after Ida. And I rode it one block. And so <laughs> like, I just really haven't had time to ride. Um, I also live in like, the neighborhood I live in, uh, like I live pretty far uptown in New Orleans and people are like, get really weird about like loud bikes and they get cranky and I'm trying to like not bring attention to myself. So, uh, I get it, dude. Yeah. So. I have great neighbors that don't say shit to me when I run my bikes cause I'm not the worst yeah. neighbor on the block. So that's, that's the goal for me. Just don't be I've the worst. I've definitely been the worst neighbor on the block. <laughs> When, yeah. I, when I lived in Memphis, I had this neighbor that, like, I remember I lived on a dead-end street, and I remember riding by him once, and he was, like, watering his lawn, and he, like, sprayed me with his hose. Dude, that's Because so he awesome. hated me so much. <laughs> Dude, I <laughs> have the great, I'm pretty sure he's racist, uh, old man who flies his Go Brandon Go flag in his front lawn, flicks me off every time I ride by, and I was like, <laughs> dude, like, yeah, he... I, I, life, <laughs> yeah yeah dude i was like all right so i purposely ride by his house and brap at him because like <laughs> yeah dude um and then my yeah <laughs> my neighborhood's a trip um what 
you talk about how you got bikes. Do you have any 2022 plans right now? Like for riding or anything, or is it just like still kind of just sit still on your hiatus? Cause you said you bought some bikes and you might, you know, I'm just wondering where you're at now with mopeds. I mean, I, I really did want to go to the Nashville rally, but I, I really just don't have a lot of free time to go to rallies, but I am really trying to start riding again. I just have to hear about the rides and, you know, hopefully have gas <laughs> to go to go do it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm open to riding. I'm down. I want to go see people again. Um, but like I said, the summertime is like a very busy time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, come summer and fall are extremely busy. And so I just I I can't really find time to really like be away from my my nursery. Oh, dude, I get it. Like, yeah, like that's. I, I totally empathize with you on that, but the nice thing is you could probably ride your moped to your nursery. You know, I could, but there's always that thing like in the back of my head that's like, is this bike going to seize? Am I going to break this bike? Dude, you, you own derbies. What are you talking about? Those things hey, I thought hey, they're... Look, let me tell you the story, okay? I got this I got this Revo, and I was living at the time very, very close to my to my shop. And so I would ride it there and I put a kid on it and I was going over the, the canal, the bridge over the canal from the lower knife and my bike seized and I had to like walk my bike through the lower knife back to my shop. And it's like, you know, it's not the safest area, but it's also not something you want to be doing all the, all the time. I don't want to be walking my busted ass bike. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, dude, I get it. Nobody wants to be busted. Like, Riding their busted ass bike or bike that ran out of gas. Like nobody yeah. wants to do that shit, dude. And I, I literally had just put the kit on. It was like a brand new kit. And I had, I didn't tighten the intake. Mm. And so, you know, it had an air leak and it, it, it hard seized, but I, I was able to clean it up. And it was the first time I'd ever like, I was like, I'm not buying a new kit. I just <laughs> bought this fucking kit. And you know, I took the ring off. I was able to free the ring somehow. It was like fully melted onto the piston. Mm-hmm. And I sat, I think I, I think it took me like four hours. And I was like using an exacto knife and like <gasps> cutting the aluminum away from the piston. Dude, that's like, beautiful. It runs now. It's the same kit. Uh, Dude, that's awesome. No, no, like that. That's yeah. awesome. I love that shit. Yeah, it took, it, it took a very long time, but it does run now and it has like okay compression. So, dude, rock- same ring. Yeah, yeah. Rocket, same yeah. ring. Same ring too, too, yeah. Wow. Like I would have like you you make me proud, dude. That's fucking rad. Like I would at least I would have probably tri- ordered a ring. But no, dude, if you made that ring work, fucking it. send it. Yeah, there was a lot of sanding involved. <laughs> uh, and it took a yeah, it took a very long time. What kind of compression does it have? Did you ever put a compression tester on there? You know, I've in my 10 years or whatever of mopeds, I've never used a compression tester. Not once. Okay. Not a single time. Are uh, you a torque wrench guy? Not a torque wrench guy. I'm a, you know, a Uga Uga yeah. guy. I've definitely, definitely broken my fair share of bolts. Yeah. Uh, Over torquing. Yep. And stripping things. Uh, no, not a torque wrench guy. I'm just like a, you know. Hey, dude, rock and roll. Like, I'm paranoid. Like, I've wrecked enough shit now. Like, where I'm paranoid that like 
yeah i i uh you probably didn't hear this so i'll tell you the story um i was running that baker's bike around and this was about three weeks ago and i was re it was i have a metric kit on a honda that treat still does and i was torquing down the head and i just pushed down on it and you know that feeling when you blow threads or like you strip a nut I had that feel. I'm like, oh, my, my nuts went into my chest and heart. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, I still don't know if I blew the threads out on the nut or the stud itself, but, like, that's what happened. I didn't blow the threads out of the block that are the case half. That was my real paranoia. If I, Yeah, well, so, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I ended up putting it on the stand, dremeling out the bolt, the nut, Pulled the which it all worked out in the end because I pulled that cylinder off and that's a backup cylinder now. Nothing's wrong with it, but it just I got it broken and seasoned a little bit. And um I took M7 studs that are actually I was gonna do this, I was gonna do a version list anyways. I brought them into work, turned down the threads to six mil, and retapped them so they could go so I didn't have to retap the block or block retap the case halves and it actually shims the cylinder way better because those metric kits are designed for m7 stud anyways so oh okay that's yeah. cool no dude like and i work um maintenance for a company like we have cnc lasers pipe benders okay. and all that stuff so like we have full-on machine shop like and i'll do simple stuff if not i'll have one of the engineers or the tool room guys i'll just oh i can do this that okay yep that's fine so and they like doing that shit because they're all a couple of them are old vintage harley guys and they uh, and they're not the i bought my bike at the store kind of harley guys like they're they appreciate the small cc the goofy stuff i'm doing I'm like yeah it's dumb they're like yeah it is but we'll still help you yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they love doing those stuff like that anyway. That's not, you know, part of their normal duties. Exactly. Um, what, for, a few questions I always ask people from the home base you were at, at that point, what's the farthest you ever went for a rally? Flight or drive? Like you can say flying in or like driving. Um, I, I've flown to like a, a mosquito fleet rally. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, I, I flew to a mosquito, mosquito fleet rally, I think. I don't remember where I flew out of, but I think the longest I've ever really driven is like six to 10 hours. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. So I, you're, I nor you're a normal person when it comes to that. There's a few of yeah. us out there that okay. like, I like the misery of a long drive. Like there's just yeah. something about it. Like, ah, uh, it's just a scratch. I got to itch about once or twice a year. Like gotta do it i don't know yeah well and now i drive to florida like every two to three weeks and that's a, a very miserable drive and it's, it's florida so yes you are correct yeah, i go, go across the panhandle and it's oh. it's like is this am i still in florida what and it's yeah. 10 hours there and 10 hours back so yeah Ugh, rough dude like yeah. um what i'm trying to ask so you say you were a tuner at one point. You forgot all that stuff, obviously. Uh, what's the what's the fastest you ever turn a bike, like mile an hour wise? Uh like sixty five. Yeah, yeah. That right on. Uh, what what was your what's your what's your 
setup? What was the setup for that? Like, and what's your go-to bike these, even though like I know you're a derby guy, like if derby's it, but like, yeah, what was the setup for that 65 mile an hour bike? That was a, a flat read. Um, it had a TM 24 on it and, uh, like the four pedal read block. I think I had like B force reads. It was all rebuilt. It had the, a ported 47 millimeter, uh, metric kit. Mm-hmm. Um, TJT. Um, I had like a Tomo sprocket that I had bo- like bored out so it would fit on the derby hub. Um, so it was a smaller sprocket in the rear. Okay. Um, and I had a Motomatic. It was like a like a one-off Motomatic race pipe mm-hmm. that um, I want to say is what is his name Nate from the Land Squids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had I had Mike on one of my first episodes. Like Mike's oh, such okay. a rad guy. Yeah. Oh no, it was Mike actually that made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Mike. Well, Nate is the one. Like my and I'm probably I'm not trying to speak out of turn. Like Mike was kind of the hustle, and Nate was kind of the brains. Oh, uh, okay. So maybe it was Nate that made it. Yeah, but yeah. I remember conversing with Mike. Yeah, believe. So. Yeah, Mike. That's how, that sounds right. And like, if anybody has an issue with what I said, like whatever. But like. Yeah, um, Mike was the super awesome guy, super rad, rad, rad yeah. guy. Date I've never talked to. I know Ryan got to chit chat with Ryan from the Cranks. Cranks. Yeah, him and Nate got to meet, and I think that would have been a very interesting conversation just to yeah, be a fly on the wall. Those two guys <laughs> making shit. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but yeah, Ryan. Ryan is very talented. So. Oh yeah, yeah. So t- yeah, like. Yeah, rad, rad guy, rad guy. I love Ryan. Yeah, um, they're cool. I love, I love the pranks. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was it? I was gonna ask fast bike, but what's your? If you have a bike, what's your bike? Like what? Um, <laughs> don't kick me off your show. Um, my <laughs> the bike, it would it would be a Yamaha Zuma, or Dude, a, a Yamaha Jog. Um, I've had a sick jog in New Orleans. Actually, since I've lived here, I've, ha- I've had one before. But man, that thing, I kitted it, rebuilt it. The thing was gnarly. It would wheelie like nothing. Mm-hmm. It was so fast and scary. Um, and it was such a nightmare to ride on these, on these sh- shitty roads, those yeah. tiny hills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, probably like a jog or a Zuma. But you know, if we're talking about mopeds, probably like a, some sort of flat read derby. See, I'm not an old head of mopeds that like you can't enjoy scooters. Like I don't yeah. I think that old mantel mantel mindset is just silly. And it is like, silly. I, I agree, I agree. Like some people like and I argue with like my friend Marie about this. She's like, eh, scooters. I'm like, you fucking like Vespa C's. They are glorified scooters. That's right, it's I said scooter. it. Like it's it's, it's C V T. Dude, I love Hondas. Like yeah, they took the Vespa drivetrain and just made it better. Like that's what yeah. Honda scooter kind of tech. does. Yep, scooter yep. tech. Yeah, yeah, I'll admit it. Like, yeah, I mean, there's a, definitely a lot of hate in the moped community towards scooters, and I understand it. Like sometimes the people that ride scooters are like kind of weird, and they generally don't work on their own bikes, yep. not like mopeders do. But there are people, you know, there there are a lot of cool scooter clubs that like wrench on their own bikes and stuff. Yep. And uh, it's so, yeah, exactly. I mean, you go like America Vespa's gonna be happening in, in yeah. Minneapolis and I'm gonna be gone, it's gonna be during Baker's. Like 
I get along with some of those people, but like they don't like my loud moped, and like I get yeah, yeah. shit. Like I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, Grandpa. Go call the cops. Like I yeah, told that one. It's definitely a di- like a different caliber of, of person, you know. So mm-hmm. it's it's a different type of person that yep. um, go to like scooter rallies. But I've I've definitely been to some scooter rallies before, and like they're fun, but they're just like definitely not like a moped rally at all. So. No, you're gonna get at a scooter rally gas mileage because those fuckers go twenty. And like <laughs> that's true and they stay in single file line yeah parade file we did parade formation but no passing uh, okay. like <laughs> dude i was i went on a long scooter ride on my hobbit and like i thought i was gonna run out of gas i went to the gas station i still had like three quarter of a tank i'm like how is this possible like yeah when you're not riding wide open i mean <laughs> yeah dude you're not sucking down gas yeah, it was it was rad. Um, I, I'm constantly looking for like jogs and zumas and stuff. Like I I love zumas. They're like ridiculous, bulky like monstrosities, but they run forever. I gotta talk to my neighbor. I think she has like her name's Betty, and Betty's awesome. And like, she asked me a couple years ago to like look at her scooter. It was a Yamaha. I know it was, and it was a, from the '80s and i need to talk to betty because like i kind of forgot about it until now because like she's next door neighbors to neighbor pat that everybody hears me talk about who does barbecue all the time um and betty is awesome she's recently widowed and but she's still up north half the time and keeps her house down here and like yeah betty's awesome uh i'm gonna have to figure out what scooter that is she has uh so we we talked about like we talked about farthest rally we talked about uh fastest bike we talked about your go-to bike um what's the next bike uh i mean the next bike is going to be the that grand prix whenever i get it down here um it's uh i'm, I'm trying to find someone on uship to bring it to me but you know with gas prices it's where's it coming out of it's coming out of like I want to say it's like central or upstate New York. Dude, I'm convinced they all gravitated towards there. Cause like yeah. I've heard of so many people getting Grand Prix out of that Northeast corridor. Like so many people like, yeah. where'd you get it? New York, Newark, Jersey, New York, Maine. What the fuck? How did they all end <laughs> up there? And then this one's like super clean too. So I was just, I don't know. I mean, it, it was, it, he dropped the price and I was just like, um, I'm going to get it. Even if I like never ride it, I just like want to own one because I've never owned one. So. And mine was just kismet that I got it. Cause like I said something to that Lee Pinkerton. I'm like, you know, dude, I think I might start looking for a grand prix. And then literally two days later, I saw it get posted on the internet. I'm like, how did this happen? <laughs> you know, it's the, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ryan, I can't thank you enough for coming on uh, Second Chance Moped Podcast as we wrap this up. Um, I can't encourage you enough to get riding again, get back in the scene, dude. Like, people are crazy. Too. Yeah, dude. Like, and I get it. Like, it's funny because I, I, I'm not wrapping it up now. Like, I was talking to, um, oh, my God, Angle, good old Angle down there. And, uh, like, she talks about how her um, busy season, like, falls off in the summer. Like, because she's tattooing and all that stuff. Like, she goes, so, like, from June to, like, end of August, it's dead. But then, like, people start coming back in. 
for the tour, you know, because I get it, tourist season yeah. and whatnot. It's too hot here during the summer, so there's no tourist season during the summer. <laughs> I can totally uh, imagine. But um, I can't thank you enough for coming on and taking a chance on a dork that you didn't really know anything about. No idea who you were. Dude, that's okay. That makes it, that's totally you had no okay. Idea. I get who I was. So. Well, like I said, I just heard the two things I heard. And now that you say the on the podcast, I heard your name there. And then I heard Greg Clark buying uh, a derby from you. And I think maybe Jason, because I am a dork and I listen to Moped Monday. I think I've heard him kick the name Ryan Nash around. And like, literally, that's it. Like, yeah. And, you know. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, dude, thanks for coming on. Uh, I always tell this to guests, and I always I'll throw this invite out to you. If you ever find yourself in Minnesota, you always got a place to stay at my house. Um, feel feel free, feel welcome. Uh, we'll go get some we'll go get some sticky rice, some mung food, dude. I got the best freaking yeah. No, or some pole if you like pole. I'm not a big fan, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm not either. Yeah, yeah, dude. Ugh lettuce can't do it um <laughs> but dude uh i can't thank you enough for coming on second chance moped podcast don't forget everybody like listen subscribe all that good stuff eventually i'll start doing youtube again maybe maybe not i've just been so damn busy like but the baker's bike's done so we'll maybe see after bakers um the goal is to try to do nightly updates um with me and maybe one other rider who knows but you know that could be a pipe dream and i could be pulling my hair out trying to get my bike going every night um again ryan thank you so much we'll chit chat for a moment after the podcast um and don't forget ryan mopeds are dumb i'm aware all right talk to you later my guy bye